0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Where we discuss Dynasty Strategy, Rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football. With your host, Rich Dodson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast? Uh, I think it's a podcast. Yeah, talking about some NFL Combine 2019 just wrapped it up like a nice present there, a little Ooh. present to us to watch the combine. Uh, always got to remember, though, don't get overly excited about the combine, because the biggest thing there for the combine is just to get the exact measurements of people, uh, and check their medicals, Yeah, and absolutely. do the talking. A lot of that stuff, you know, the tape, we always say, the tape shows a lot. You mm-hmm. know, you could, you could dud out on the combine, but you could have good tape, and I'm still I'm still okay. You know, Calvin really did have a great combine.
1: No, he didn't. No, no. He's okay, right? He is. So far, so good? So far, so good. Um. Yeah.
0: In, in, in the 40 time, I think it's the most—it's nice to see guys are fast, but it's definitely the most overrated thing at the con, that combine where people get overly excited about. I mean, for example, like the, the receivers in the NFL right now. Look at the top receivers. You know, Odell Beckham. Did he have a really fast 40? It wasn't too bad. It wasn't terrible. 4-4 I mean, or something. I was going to say know. it was a low 4-4. Four, four DeAndre four. Hopkins— do you have amazing forty? He didn't. No. 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 A lot of these guys did not have amazing forties. So no. he was look, in the. Was he four five? Four fives. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these guys run four or five. You know, Larry mm-hmm. Fitz ran a four six six. I think. He was not. He was not fast. Jerry Jerry Rice ran a four six six. I think too. Yep. As long as you're in the 4 seven, you're okay.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, little Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> little Jordan Humphrey out of Texas. You just been eliminated. <laughs>
0: you, you've been erased <laughs> off the board. Thanks for coming to the combine, mm-hmm. but uh. We'll see you in uh, free agency, shall we? Yes, sir. Um, before we talk about the Combine, though, and getting some guys that we thought, you know, just get more discussed the measurables, who we liked, some guys who did help themselves, some guys who possibly did hurt themselves. Let's talk about... A little bit of the news and notes going around in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's usually a juicy
1: time of year. The combine stirs up a lot of stuff.
0: Oh, it's going to get real juicy here. No, it yeah. next week when free agency starts, Ooh. which is uh, legal tampering fee is starts Monday. So we should know where everybody's going by Monday.
1: Yeah, um, basically Monday th- the, the 11th is when it starts, and then the 13th is when free agency actually opens.
0: You know, we're looking to see where Antonio Brown goes. We're looking to see where Tevin Coleman goes. We're looking to see where Mark Ingram goes. We're obviously looking to see where Le'Veon Bell goes. Those are like the big name guys when it comes to dynasty rosters. And,
1: and do you, do you remember offhand exactly when Antonio Brown's um, roster bonus comes due? It's it's, it's March
0: 17th, but I also read that in his contract that's really overblown because it's paid out weekly throughout the season. So I don't think the contract – what I read oh, okay. uh, in his contract details that the March 17th – like I even hear people talking on the radio about it, but what I read is that's completely overblown and – those are installments, part of his contract from week one to seventeen. So that has nothing to, you know, I, I don't think you. that means anything, right? Like, even unless, like unless just, it
1: becomes, you know, like no matter what, like if the if the Steelers have to pay it, no matter what, if if it, if he's on the roster of the
0: seventeenth, yeah. But then, I mean, then, if then he wants to rework his contract, it's all gonna it's all gonna be a moot point. Well, we'll see. Whoever signs Antonio Brown, good luck with that. He's still a stud though, but I mean, I want pain in the butt if i was an nfl team i'd want nothing to do with antonio brown personally right Um, and it sounds
1: like there aren't a lot interested right i mean
0: no there's there is they got the jets sniffing around right jets are interested the raiders are really interested is where i predict he goes with three first round picks you know that's where you go you give them their last first round pick you get antonio brown uh so i heard the raiders are really interested uh the redskins are interested so we'll see
1: Right, it seems like every time that they, they they tried to drum up interest from teams like the Broncos, they come out and immediately deny it and stuff like that. It seemed it, seemed, it was an odd week of Antonio Brown, little news and nuggets floating around out there.
0: But you can get him on cameo for five hundred bucks to wish you a happy birthday. Oh wow! Thanks for that. What a waste of five hundred bucks. Does he gets a
1: cheesy uh, blonde mustache. I finally saw that he looked terrible.
0: He does look terrible. You can send me. You can send me five bucks. I wish you happy birthday. Yeah. No cameo. No Just, cameo. Uh, Just. I'll actually make a phone call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably i won't but so don't <laughs> hey rich i gave you five bucks <laughs> call my dad wish him a happy birthday he's a big fan of the podcast hey gary <laughs> it's rich with dynasty nerds just calling to uh, wish you a happy birthday
1: hey you just gave a random gary a, a, f- a five dollar um happy birthday for free right how'd
0: you get this number <laughs> i'm calling the police oh shit gary sorry um Big news, Jason Witten comes out of retirement out of the booth because, you know, we all
1: know he was terrible. Because he was terrible in the booth.
0: Uh, Yeah. And if you have a tight end premium league, maybe you're going to get you a little excited. He's going to play a little bit of limited snaps. But let's face it, two years ago, Jason Witten wasn't that great. Now he's coming back. You think he's going to be really that great?
1: No, he's glue factory. I I think he's going to help the team. I don't think he's going to be a big fantasy asset. I think he's going to help in the run game. I think he's going to catch a couple first downs a game and possibly a touchdown, but... He's going to be getting, you know, three targets a game, four targets a game, something like that, where he'll probably catch all of them. we will probably hoover them all in, but it'll be 30 yards. And if he doesn't get that touchdown, he'll be very low
0: end. Okay. Duke Johnson potentially on a trade block. A lot of teams interested in, well, not a lot of teams, but the Eagles reportedly interested in him. The Cowboys reportedly interested in. That's something to follow in a couple of days. Probably won't know more of that until they get a good, he- like, hold on what Kareem Hunt his suspension is suspension's going to be. Bigger news, Josh Rosen, but, you know, reported like a couple hours ago by Charlie Casserly, he heard that he was officially on the block. Um, also, come out and said that Kyler Murray had some really bad interviews, saying that he's not doesn't come off as a good leader, doesn't hit the you know doesn't study hard, uh, doesn't know the playbook is good. Not a lot of good things coming. You know, and that we saw during Super Bowl week that interview with Rich Eisen was terrible.
1: Right, right. He he came off poorly there. You know, I, I don't know if that w- was just so early in the process that he came off poorly because he wasn't being coached up yet by an agent or what. but Because this I mean this could be that he's really bad at those things, or it could be a team sitting there at four or five or, or just a, a QB needy team trying to lower his stock a little bit so maybe they can get him as well. Man,
0: if I was a Cardinals fan, I would not be excited right now. You, know, you hire Cliff Klingsbury who just got fired by his alma mater at college, and you bring him in. And you trade up in the first round of the draft, Josh Rosen. And granted, Josh Rosen didn't look great last year. But again, you know he was a rookie quarterback behind a terrible offensive line. Of course, he didn't look that great. He you know, didn't. Nobody he, does. Right.
1: He didn't have much of a chance um, to succeed. At all. So you
0: just move on from him, and then you draft Kyle, you know Kyler Murray, who is barely five foot ten. You know I don't I don't care that he came in at two hundred seven pounds at the combine because that's why he didn't do any of the drills because he ate so much Chipotle. That he didn't want to run and do anything because he's probably had a little full belly there.
1: I agree. That was probably a little bit of phony weight. I did hear, you know, air quotes that he that it was good weight supposedly when when you know when the weigh-ins
0: happened. It was
1: it was good weight. It wasn't just a bunch of fat. But. That's what
0: I tell myself when I get into scale, I'm like, that's good weight right there. <laughs> it's quality. Some Mike and Ike's and pizza right that's there. That's why. I,
1: that's why I said it in air quotes. But I I always get suspicious when people put on weight and then don't work out. Because it, it just lends itself to that. Baloney. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm not excited about that. I'm not as excited about that as, like, you know, like the new Game of Thrones trailer that dropped today. You know, that that I, got me
1: excited. I didn't see that. Oh, you should watch it. Later. I'm going to for sure watch that. Was it that. overly,
0: like, awesome or anything? But just to see what's going to, you know, some stuff going down. I'm
1: going to start watching Game of Thrones to catch myself back up, like, in the next week or so. Dude, it starts in a month. I know. You're going to watch six seasons? No, 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 no! I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna rewatch next, last season just to re-catch oh, myself. Oh, dude! Where we're at. I
0: started right in mid January because my wife's never seen it. I was like, "Listen, I'm rewatching this show. All right, with or without you, because mm-hmm. uh, I want the whole plan was always right before it started. I want to watch everything straight through. Right. A couple things here. One, way better the second time around than the first.
1: Well, I've I've rewatched the first couple episodes, and you miss so much in those so much. episodes because you just. There's so many characters and and all that you just there's a lot going on. But once you're you know in into it all the way, you know all these characters' names from like them telling backstories and stuff like that. That you 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 catch a lot
0: of things. Oh, You Rewatch catch a it. lot of good stuff in yeah. there, and uh, it was already my favorite show ever. But now it's like I told my wife, like, oh, I can't wait for like five more years to watch this again. Like it was it's it's that good. Right. Two, I didn't even know if my wife would like that Wizards. Well not really a lot of wizards, you know. Witches, dragons, dragons, right. Tons of naked people, like definitely the first two seasons. Barbarians,
1: like, there are a lot of naked people. Yeah. Dude,
0: a lot of banging going on the first two seasons. Right. I, was like, I don't know, this is my wife's cup of tea. You know what I mean? Right. She loves the show. Loves it. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked for April. Yep. NFL Draft, Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame.
1: I'm with you two out of the three.
0: Ugh, I hope I make it to li- as long as I live. For five more years to see Baker win five Super Bowls. So that's all I'm asking for and to see all this stuff. Um, more news and notes comes out. Uh, here's some big news. Right, Todd Gurley, some arthritis in that knee. And Will Blackman came out with a video saying, listen, when you have arthritis in your like, knees and all that, like, it hurts every day.
1: Yeah, it's just a management
0: type of thing. You
1: have to manage that all the time.
0: Jigs up, Todd.
1: Yeah, so this that's it at least lends some insight into what the heck was going on during the Super Bowl and the end of the playoffs there you know it sucks if you're an owner cuz you're were, you were hoping for the best and then you kind of i mean this isn't the worst case scenario it's not like his knee fell off and he's never going to be able to play again but i it does lend itself to a little bit of uncertainty
0: yeah it does it but it does it, here's here's where it hurts him like again and this does not say like if I put it on twitter like I'm selling Todd Gurley at peak value I'm like how is this peak value now I'm like well the peak ain't going any higher. You know what I mean? It's like, this is peak value for now. Right. Um, my concerns are obviously long-term. You know, The chance of Todd Gurley playing after the age of 30, pretty, pretty slim. Uh, I'm concerned about late season usage mm-hmm. now. Again, just like how we have this year. If you're not there for me in the playoffs, right?
1: What's the point?
0: What's the point? I mean, I it, it, that's great. That you got me the number one seed. You got me the first round by. But if you're not there weeks 15 and 16 – then I'm sorry, I don't even want you on my roster if you can't be there. Like, say Odell Beckham misses, you know, weeks 15, 16 again this year. It's like, dude, you haven't been here in the last three years? You can go. I don't care if you're the best receiver in the NFL. The best ability is availability. And that's what I want on my roster. So, where Todd Gurley may not be at peak value, I'm looking to move Gurley, but I think the best time to trade Gurley is going to be like week two, week three of the actual NFL season next year when he's still looking awesome, dominating the field. And his value will get a, a huge peak. Definitely, when so, like a running back goes down,
1: definitely this is not the time. You don't no. you don't hear Terrible the arthritis time. news and then immediately sell the
0: running back. Somebody asked me like, what's hey, what's a good package you would take? Like I like now, granted it's in the vacuum because you had to have players on your team, but I'm I'd be I'd be happy with a guy like you know one. I want to really I want two good young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even want draft picks. I want p- players that I like. You know, an ideal package for me would go around in terms of like Nick Chubb and Mike Williams. That would be ex- exciting for me when it oh, comes yeah. to the package.
1: I would do that. I would definitely do that. Um, yeah. Maybe those, somebody those...
0: who owns those wouldn't trade those for Gurley, but you never know. You yeah. never know, man. Something uh, along those lines is what I'd be looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would 100% be trading out from Gurley. One, he's a running back, right? Hashtag two- to three-year window. Has Gurley been in the league for three years? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with gout. any running back, literally any running back, you know, some, some of the – Top tier elites like a guy like Saquon Barkley who's got who's so young, I have no problem getting out from under him after like four years in the NFL. We've talked about this a couple of years ago in the show. Like even with Le'Veon Bell, it's like dude, maybe I should I should have stood by that. I'm like oh, next year after this year, I'm definitely selling Le'Veon Bell, which I did this year. But it's like I should have got out a year ago. I mean, he sat out, but ooh, okay, so what? He still didn't play. Does I don't care why you didn't play. You didn't play, but I mean, I'd never have any like. I've never held back by trading a running back. No matter who the name is, I don't care because you can always draft a new running back and you can plug and play him. And maybe he doesn't give you those elite numbers that Todd Gurley will, but I guarantee, you, like, if you get a good quality running back, it's not going to be that much of a disparage right. when you offset the other player you can get. And I'm, again, I'm trying to get, like, a good young receiver for Todd Gurley. Um, those are the lines I'm looking back. So, yes, I am trying to sell Todd Gurley.
1: I'm with you there, man. Uh, unfortunately, just. Timing wise, now is not a good time. You got to wait. So,
0: Um, other minor news notes: Dwayne Allen gets cut. Not a shocker. Not a shocker. He's a blocker.
1: Already um, taking visits there in Baltimore. How many tight ends do
0: those team people need?
1: They liked, dude. He's a basically a blocking specialist. He's been mostly a blocking specialist his entire career, and they want to run the hell out of the ball. So they're gonna they're gonna use a they're gonna probably bring on Dwayne Allen for a cheap price, and he's just gonna sit there. They're not
0: signing Dwayne Allen. You never know, man.
1: I mean, it's, I do know. I got Crystal oh, Balls. All right. Well, either way, he'd be a nice addition for their running game.
0: Uh, Alex Kill- Collins gets cut from Baltimore. He's got charged with felony drug charges. Deuces Collins.
1: Yeah, that didn't take long. Yeah, that for- escalated quickly for yeah. him. He got into like a car accident and was like,
0: later. <laughs> there's hashtag two to three year window and there's hashtag two to three minute window. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to that window, Alex. Have fun with Bishop ranking the backseat of the ever going car of turds. Yep. That um, knows, sir. And that's really about it, right?
1: Uh, I just did. Wa- I wanted to mention that there was some talks floating around that Miami and the Redskins were talking Ryan Tannehill um, trade scenarios. Which I mean, I don't think really surprises anyone.
0: Yeah, but don't trade for quarterback. Washington just sign a free agent, or you know, just don't go that route. They what are the options? Sign Blake. Though? Sign Blake Bortles when he gets cut for well, super cheap. Bortles is a turd though. Sign Teddy B. T-
1: Teddy B would be a solid. Sign addition. Tyrod for a year. I, look, both those options are better. For me, in in my opinion, or better for them, in my opinion,
0: I would make a great NFL GM. But
1: but if Tannehill's the guy that they have, you know, pigeonholed, or you know, they think is the best for their system, then you know what it, if they give up like a sixth round pick, you know, who cares? They get the guy. You got to pay me
0: eighteen million. million. That's what I care about.
1: Well, it's not your money. <laughs>
0: I know, but I'm just pretending again. that I'm this great NFL GM. Yeah, you know? I got you right. No, yeah, I, I was looking for you to back me up on that a little bit. Like, oh, you would be a great NFL GM oh, you, on the offensive oh, side of the ball. No, you definitely would be a great GM. I drafted so many good players. Yeah. Um. So let's get some combine news and notes. Share, shall we? Wait, there was a combine, an NFL combine. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm, which is a combination of different players going through a lot of drills, taking medical, getting having 15 minutes. You know, Interviews, meetings asking yeah, if you have two sure. sets of. You know, if you have a, both balls. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, but yeah, they're crystal. What you of course I do. Of course, of course I do. Have you not heard the podcast? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of here. Uh, where do you want to go first? Running back, receiver, tight end.
1: Wait, we're not going to talk quarterbacks.
0: All right, quarterbacks. Uh, Kyler Murray didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. We talk about that. Uh, t- Kyler Murray is, you know, he's a really good arm. And mm. He's really fast. I'm really cautious about a guy who only started one year. In a really good system on a really good team. Uh
1: same thing can be said about Dwayne Haskins.
0: It can be. Yeah. But like
1: Except he's got size.
0: He's got good size. He's got a really good arm as well in deep. Again, I am I'm if I'm in a super flex league, I would gamble on Kyler Murray, like top five. I would gamble there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would take Dwayne Haskins first. Drew Locked looked okay. Uh but, I mean, overall for this quarterback class, I mean, to me, I'm really intrigued. We'll see where these guys go in the NFL draft. To me, it's Haskins and Murray in a super flex league. I look at Drew Locke, too, when he gets drafted in the first round as well. But I want to see where these guys go. I don't think it's – I'm not overly ready to talk about the quarterbacks. Like, I, mean, I love any of these you guys. You can't
1: really um, – the combine doesn't show much for quarterbacks. I mean, they sit there and throw the ball. but
0: They're planted.
1: It, it's it's – you know, it's not game type situations. They're, they haven't had time with these wide receivers. So a lot of the passes that, you know, either float long or just seem off target, just, it, they're just not used to the players that they're Haskins throwing. They look good
0: throwing the ball, though. He did. He's he, my QB one.
1: He, I think he is at, at this point in, you know, in the, um, in the game career for myself as well. But, you know, Kyler Murray has, I, I have a lot of tape to dig in on that. So guy still.
0: say Dwayne Haskins goes to the Giants. Is he your one-one in a superflex? I
1: think he. I think so. Yeah.
0: I agree. Yeah. Kyler Murray goes to the Cardinals. Is he your one-one in a superflex? Uh, not mine. Not I t- mine. I still take Dwayne Haskins yeah, above him. Yeah.
1: If, if yeah, if both those people went to those situations, I think I would
0: probably. And I don't even, dude. I don't even care about his speed and his run ability because I don't want Kyler Murray or running Kyler. because if he gets hit. Yeah, he's small. He's gonna he's gonna become deceased. Yeah, he's small. Is that a good thing? No, that's
1: not a good thing. That's not a good thing.
0: I mean, are you gonna have make a trip to Mile Dye Stadium?
1: I, I, I hopefully I never make it to Mile Dye Stadium.
0: I think not. So let's just move on to another position here. Absolutely. That I'm not overly excited about, and okay. that's the running back position. Right. So. You know, I think the biggest thing that really kind of set this class up for failure in the eyes of everybody in the community over a year ago was like, "Wow, this running back class is going to be kind of doo doo," and everybody wants to running backs. Everybody loves to running backs. And next year's class, the twenty twenty class, is not only going to be deep at quarterback, but it's also going to be really deep at running back, mm-hmm. like really deep at quality running back. This class really shallow. And this combine really solidified that fact that there's nobody that's really jumping off the page here to make you a handsome fellow running back, right? So to me, this class is receivers and tight ends and Josh Jacobs. Within some intriguingness to go into Rodney Anderson, right. who I'm really intrigued about, right. who had really good tape before we got hurt. I think this running back class, even when we go into our rookie breakdowns, Matt, is going to be really more defined by NFL draft than anything the receivers I like certain receivers you know any if one of these receivers gets drafted by Baltimore they're going to drop in my rankings you know like say like as
1: as they should yeah Yeah.
0: I love you know Keneal Harry he's my number one receiver in this draft Mm -hmm. if he goes to Baltimore well hello Hakeem Butler hello AJ Brown now for the running backs Let's see where they land. But one guy who I would still have, I could argue, as my 1-1, one, one, and probably will still be my 1-1, one, one, is Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Love him. Didn't participate at the Combine, so we won't really dwell on him. I like Rodney Anderson, but let's see him at his pro day, if he can work out, and let's see where he gets drafted.
1: Uh, it remind me of, of what Josh, Josh Jacobs, why why he wasn't running.
0: He had to have, some, did he have, to have like something cleaned up very minor. Yes. Now i can't remember but yes like first I, was it, it pops gro- in my head a
1: groin or something like that i don't even know that it was a cleanup i think he just i think he just pulled it tweaked groin. his groin yeah i think so
0: yeah be careful with that yeah um so let's talk about a couple guys. well first let's mention two guys that really they well not that one really hurt himself and one kind of hurt himself a little bit mm-hmm. elijah holyfield he just knocked himself out like his dad you know it, well he, his dad didn't knock himself out but you get the pun yes you sure know? uh five foot ten 217 ran a four seven eight
1: Run, he ran a 4.78, which is, is really
0: – No bueno.
1: It's not good. And, and, unfortunately, he didn't participate in the three-cone or the 20-yard shuttle to know, like, hey, maybe he's one of these guys that isn't fast in a straight line, but he, he's quick, you know, and he, and he can and he can move and get in and out of breaks. I would have liked to have seen those. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're going to have to wait for a pro day or something like that to, to actually see that. But, again <laughs> – I can't stress enough that that those numbers to me are more important, but the four, seven, eight is damning almost. You we know should, what I mean? We
0: should have said that too. When we go back like our favorite. So here's the, th- I, I agree. You know, we've been saying this for years, but in case this is your first year, listen, when we go to the combine, there's a couple of things that we really pay attention to the three, the two most important to us are the number one would be the three cone, right? Which shows your agility, short shuttle, Shows your agility, and for the receivers as well. One of my favorite, I think, shows a lot is the gauntlet. Right. Personally,
1: well, I mean, I think you can you can get a good feel as as to whether a guy catches the ball cleanly with his hands or if he's a body catcher or like a you know a double clutcher type of guy where he, where he's just not sure with his hands. That's that's really what I get on the gauntlet. I know you pull a little bit out of out of whether you know they're staying on that line. It does.
0: Or, I, I love the, cause, because to me the confidence of. You know when you're when you when you come off that line, you start working back to the ball. You know I want to see you run a straight line perfectly. I want to see you turn that way. When you turn, the ball's on top of you right there, and you catch, like you said, you catch the ball with your hands. If you can get through that gauntlet really fast, really straight and smooth, that shows me a lot. And that goes all the way back to like even my Vincent Jackson, you know, days because right. no. he's the first one that really like when I really started getting the combine really well. That first person I saw him like that guy is gonna be really good. Uh, and he's like, you know, North Dakota State, I'm like, that guy's going to be really good and being a second-rounder. But I like the gauntlet a lot. It shows me a lot, you know. Like mm-hmm. you said, definitely catching with the hands is very important. Right,
1: and the, the one thing that you that no one ever really <laughs> knows is who's throwing in the ball, you know what I mean? And you never get a chance to see that. A lot of the times, they're, they're guys that are just camp, uh, not even camp arms, they're just like, they're guys that aren't even there participating in yeah. the um, combine. They're just other college quarterbacks trying to get at least some throws in.
0: And if you ask why the three cone agility is so important, it's because, you know, you can be as fast as you want. Everybody in the NFL is fast. That's fine. But you're not running just in a straight line in the NFL. You know, I want to see you get in out of your breaks quick. I want to see you. That defines if you can run good routes. That defines if you can, you know, make people miss in the open field. You have to be really agile in the NFL to have at least a high success rate here.
1: Right. I mean, look at guys. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like how, how often is a running back going to just run straight ahead and there's going to be a huge hole there and he's just going to keep running for 40 yards before somebody catches him?
0: .05%?
1: Never. It, he's going to have to – there's going to be cuts. There's going to be movement. There's gonna be, and, and how you move off of those moves, how quickly you can move off of, off of a juke move or just a slight little change of direction is important for for how successful you're going to be as an NFL running back
0: and what's a really what' what what are you looking for at a three cone and a short shuttle what times are you looking for
1: i mean anything anything in the low fours like the four one four twos in the 20yard shuttle is really, really good really good and if you can get below seven in in the the three cone it's elite you're elite. That's
0: elite. Children. You, you
1: want to Yeah. You want to definitely be in the low sevens. If you can get into the sub sevens anywhere in the six and, and it's just ridiculous. So
0: we, when we mention here, so what we're going to do when we mention people's short shuttle and three cone, which we will just amount every player here. That's what we want you to know. You know, if you're close, if you're in the low fours on a short 20 yard shuttle, really good, mm-hmm. really good. And if you're under seven in the three cone, very good. Shows you're a very agile player. You got loose hips, uh, usually transfers out to be you know shows you a better bigger, bigger higher success rate in the nfl right um it's, so it's
1: functional speed you know what i mean it's not just it's not it's not straight it's line not speed. dk Metcalf. right it's not straight line which speed. is i it's, can't
0: wait to talk about this guy it's, it's functional speed so let's talk about some guys here like daryl henderson right out of memphis hmm. when i did my uh way too early my you know rankings i had daryl henderson at 12. uh i only had three running backs in my initial rankings with david montgomery josh jacobs and daryl henderson Daryl Henderson came out, you know, a guy who averaged eight point two yards per carry there in Memphis. Five foot eight, two hundred eight pounds, ran a four four nine, pretty good times. Didn't do any of the agility drills, right? But uh, had it okay, you know, measured and timed okay.
1: Right. No. Yeah. 22, 20, 22 reps on the bench press, thirty three and a half vertical, and and one hundred twenty one inches in the broad jump. So that's right around ten feet.
0: Justice Hill, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Uh, now on the radar here, had a really good combine at five foot ten ran a 4'4", uh, 40, which is the fastest among all running backs, had a 40-inch vert. He got injured, though, uh, at the end there.
1: He tweaked something. Yeah, he had a really, uh, yeah 40-inch vertical, 130-inch um, broad jump. Ooh. So the guy was – I mean, he's a very explosive athlete. But, I mean, at five 5'10", 198 pounds, what we have to figure out is what kind of workload this guy is going to be able to handle and whether or not he's – um gonna be a guy that catches a bunch of passes. Which is
0: what I'm gonna be looking for on his tape is Absolutely. how he catches the football because yep. he will be a situational running back. He most likely not will not be the guy.
1: Right, but but if he's if he's a guy that, that looks natural catching passes and can be one of those, you know, PPR running backs, he'll still have a ton of value.
0: Yeah. And again, going back to these running backs, landing spot in the NFL draft is gonna be massive for almost every single one of these guys. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, that's what's truly going to define their dynasty value. And I would classify almost all these guys. You know, obviously somebody's going to stand out and end up being good. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going to be good. Uh, but a lot of these guys are going to f- fall into that hashtag two to three year window category, a lot mm-hmm. of these guys. Another guy who had a good uh, combine here, Miles Sanders out of Penn State, five 5'11", 211 pounds, ran a 4'49". Had a really good three cone with six point eight nine, really good short shuttle four point one nine. So those are really good agility numbers there.
1: Those are really really good agility numbers, and this was Elite a guy. This was a numbers. guy that I haven't really watched a lot of tape on yet. So I'm to say that this piqued my interest would would be an understatement. You know, I can't wait to dig into this guy's tape. A yeah, lot somebody
0: longer. that was buried behind Saquon Barkley forever. Exactly. So he doesn't. You know, there's not a lot to see there before this year. So this is definitely something that you underline here. To see where he lands, and well, and it's nice what th- his future ability offers. And
1: it's nice because he's got a lot of tread left on the tires. You know what I mean? Because he, it is only really the one year uh, of major college football, you know, feature back type of of tread that's got worn off. I mean, that's like the exact opposite of a quarterback. You know, you get worried when a quarterback's only had one year, and you like it when a running back's only had one so year. Why we like Josh
0: Jacobs, exactly? You know, for the same thing. He hasn't been used a lot, but so far, what we see on his tape. It looks beautiful. Like mm-hmm. again, to me right now, I don't see any running back surpassing Josh Jacobs at all. Like that tape is just too good in my eyes. But Miles Sanders, I'm very intrigued because everything about him right now from coming out of the combine looks really nice. Just if you look just at the numbers, five foot eleven, two hundred eleven pounds, love that size mm-hmm. right there. Four four nine, good speed,
1: very good speed. Yep, 6.89
0: 3 cone. The unbelievable guy, the
1: guy can move yeah
0: yeah you know the same thing with the short shuttle so miles sanders nice bump here uh for me when it comes to dynasty rankings and somebody i want to pay attention to more when i get to the tape so yeah. that's what also the combine helps me when i go into watching tape guys i could circle to pay a little bit more attention to to really make sure i have a really i don't miss something because there's limited tape or everything in the combine says hey this is somebody the numbers from the combine say this guy should be pretty decent what does he put on tape
1: yeah, and and the problem is when you're watching college football, um, any sort of any college football game, it's hard to put into context uh, the athletes they're, that they're playing against because sometimes you know there's there's such a discrepancy in levels between all the college programs that you know you see a guy he looks fast, but maybe they're just not playing a very good team and he's not he's not
0: really that fast. Like the quarterbacks of Hawaii used to throw eight thousand yards every year.
1: Exactly. So so the timed speeds and everyone on a, on a level playing field here at the combine. It just, it gives me a little, it gives me perspective on, on the tape that I'm watching.
0: Yeah. And it's why you got to put a little bit more, uh, pay attention to a guy like David Montgomery who looked really good at Iowa state, you know, with Akeem Butler because they have a really good coach who runs an NFL system. Who's really thought well upon about the, in the NFL circle. So David Montgomery playing at Iowa state, you know, what's his competitiveness, uh, against and again his combine comes out at you know 510 222 which are that's that's really good size as right, well right ran a 463 which is kind of eh but like you mentioned earlier like you you were looking for david montgomery to be a burner
1: he doesn't look like a burner on tape so i i wasn't expecting him to be in like the four fours i would have been surprised if he was um you know you would have liked to him see like to seen him in the four fives somewhere but but you know, four six three is not going to kill a running back no, either. No, so that you know,
0: we're talking Jarvis. I mean, it's Jarvis Landry's speed, exactly. So it's not end of the world there.
1: And that's the thing. I I really would, I would have liked to have seen the three cone in the twenty yard on this guy that, to see his playing. I'm surprised he
0: didn't run that like, because he looked like I thought that was one of his strong suits for his size, like his agility for his size and his catching ability. I thought those were good strong suits, but he didn't run at the combine.
1: Right, and it's hard. I mean, it's hard to tell if a guy's nursing maybe a little injury and and he can't change direction as well so maybe that's why they're not doing the agility drills because i mean you could anyone can run in a straight line and even if you got a little bit of a bum ankle or something like that or a tweaked knee you could still run in a straight line for 40 yards but you can't do the other stuff you know what i mean so who knows mike um,
0: weber ohio state 510 211 ran a four didn't do any agility mike weber's somewhat intriguing because you know after his freshman year at ohio state there he was like hey this is gonna be the guy right then jk dobbins came along and
1: he was really good. Right? He was
0: really good. at right. the job. So again, Weber falls in that category. Where does he land? You know, four four seven speed at five ten two eleven. I like that. He's an
1: intriguing guy because he does have some juice, and you can see it on tape when you watch their games. But he never got like, besides his his freshman year, he never got the full workload. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where when when he was in games, he looked good, and then and then Dob, uh, you know. Um, jk uh whatever
0: dobbins dobbins
1: yeah. sorry would come in and um he did, he was just looked
0: more explosive he'll be a studly running back he'll be in a the 2020 class he definitely uh, uh but whatever yep. somebody from like you know watching all house games is definitely something you can get outside yeah. and run inside and the 447
1: nice. you know that that's evidence of that right there
0: benny snell out of uh snell out of kentucky five foot ten 224 ran a 466 which again so here's here's what comes into factor right but 5'10 224 real stout thick guy here ran a 4.66 again not blazing but good but then a short 3 cone drill 7.01 uh short shuttle 4.33 those are pretty good numbers for a guy of his stature
1: of his stature yeah you want to see you know a 40 a 4.66 you want to see a couple of tenths of a second knocked off that to know that he's not like a phony at the, I mean so it's it's definitely that's his speed four three three. So he's not going to be a blazer, but the he can he can change direction pretty good and get in and out of cuts. So he's he's not a blazer, but he's not slow.
0: Exactly, uh, intriguing. Again, I want to see where he la- where he lands. He could be a nice like I would like you know he'd be intriguing somewhere for a guy who's on ground you know be the ground attack mm-hmm. there for a team like in a guy like say if like Benny Snell end up as being a guy in Philadelphia right right that'd be intriguing. Uh, A couple of other guys here that were kind of like off my radar altogether. Alex Barnes out of Kansas State, six foot, 226 pounds, ran a 6.95 three cone drill and a 4.10 short shuttle. For a guy at six foot, 226, those are amazing numbers. And, And
1: do you see the bench press number there too? 30, 34 reps, and he had a 38 and a half inch vertical. So this guy is an explosive athlete. Yes, that has nice strength and agility. And agility. So definitely a guy that um, caught my attention, and and will get the the necessary tape evaluation. You know what yeah. I
0: mean? Both of these, I mean, so we mentioned Justice Hill out of Oklahoma State. Those numbers are intriguing, but we're talking numbers here. Uh, Alex Barnes out of Kansas State, and even Rickwell Armstead out of Temple. Mm-hmm. Their numbers. Are very very intriguing. Barnes' size is terrific, right? right, Absolutely. To go with his explosive numbers and his agility, he's really intriguing. Mm -hmm. I would love to see where he fits. Like if the reason I circle his name big time is if he lands on a team where there's not a lot of competition ahead of him, then he could be end up being a back end first round pick to a high end second round pick. That's how like he could look look. On the combine. I want to go back and look at the tape. But those numbers tell me a lot for him. You know, He ends up in Baltimore. He ends up in Oakland. You know what I mean? Sure. As long sure. as he doesn't end up somewhere where he's like going to be buried at all, he's very intriguing to me. And I guess you could make that case of, about a lot of people here, but with those numbers, he gets a bump ahead of – like he could bump a guy like Dave Montgomery in the right situation.
1: It would have to be, I think, the right situation. Because I think Montgomery, just on – just on the tape, I honestly haven't looked at Alex Barnes. But I haven't looked
0: at him at all. Yeah, so, I'm going off the numbers.
1: So, so yeah, uh, you know, true. A, you
0: got to look at the tape. That's kind of Mon- that's kind of harsh for me to say before without looking at the tape, right?
1: Montgomery, you know, has some pretty decent tape. Out
0: Matt, there, so. I retract that statement. All right, perfect. I'm glad okay. I could in. Really, he's not you bumping in. anybody.
1: I'm glad I could reel you in just a little bit.
0: Okay, and then I mentioned uh, Raquel Armstead. Uh, again, he's somebody at five foot eleven, two hundred twenty pounds, ran a four four five forty. Very nice. Yeah, at a seven point oh two three cone and a four point two nine shuttle. Uh, at 5'11", 220 pounds.
1: That's, I mean, that's feature back size with really nice agility and movement skills.
0: 22 reps on a bench press. Yep. So that's pretty good size, pretty mm-hmm. good strength. So coming away from here, you know, what are a couple guys that – out of the, like if you had to pick, you know, be, be staying away from Ronnie Anderson, staying away from Josh Jacobs, and let's even stay away from David Montgomery. Give me two names here just off the combine again that really intrigue you.
1: Well, D- Daryl Henderson, I think. Is is the top one that that really intrigues me? But I I mean I have to admit that um that Justice Hill is probably the, the second most intriguing guy just off off combine numbers alone. I mean just they're those are pretty just gaudy numbers, man. Anyone that can jump that high and and ran that fast, um, you know he's got my attention.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go with Alex Barnes, and uh, I already liked Daryl Henderson, so for me that's not fair if I already have my first round rankings. But I would also go Justice Hill. All right, let's move on to some receivers. Now, the biggest news coming out of the whole combine is everybody just going from six to midnight on DK Metcalf out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty eight pounds, one point nine percent body fat. The guy looks like he could just beat up anybody in the world. He's a monster of men. Mm-hmm. Right? An animal. What does he do? He comes out, runs a four three three at that size, Matt. That's ridiculous. That's crazy good. Uh thirty five inch arms. Sets the record for bench press for with a receiver at twenty-seven reps. Actually, two tied. receivers tied it. He tied with our boy Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Nikhil, yeah. Uh comes out. They both did twenty-seven reps. Forty and a half inch vert, eleven two broad jump. Amazing. Sure. Amazing. But one of our favorite things to pay attention to is agility testing here. Uh huh. How'd that go, Matt? Uh
1: not great. Give me the numbers. Um the three cone was seven point three eight. Ugh. And do you remember when I said you want to take two tenths of a second off of your forty time for your twenty yard shuttle? Yeah. How about if you add it? What does that do to uh, the twenty yard shuttle?
0: It tells me you're a little bit tight in the hips. Mm-hmm. four point five. So he yes, did, he did slip in his short shuttle. Okay, a hair. Like All his right. foot, his one plant foot did sh- slip just a little bit. Okay, but even like his gauntlet was sloppy. You know, like he was like not running very straight in his gauntlet. It goes back to my tape.
1: Well, did you see him? Did you see him run the forty?
0: Yeah, I saw it. I mean, he
1: just looked like he was like laboring or something. Like he didn't look. I don't. I don't know. When you see like a run, I don't know. he looked odd running to me.
0: Watch his gauntlet. It doesn't. It looks odd too. Okay. All right. So everything he does looks odd. So he, he, here's the thing.
1: Here's the. He looks. He looks like he's wound up like too tight. Like for real. Like he looks like too muscly, too big to be moving. I, 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 don't, I don't. He looks a little bit too big for me. To
0: he's honest. too big for me too. I wrote this on Twitter. I went. I went through a whole thing on Twitter here when I wrote. You know, hey. You know, a lot of guys killed the combine. Look at John Ross. Look at Tyrell Williamson for the Vikings. Look at Matt Jones for the Jaguars. Even though he had a coke problem, uh, there's been tons of guys that come through here and killed the combine. All right, I don't want great athletes on my dynasty team. I want great football players. Right. right? We mentioned before how many people have come in. You know, Kevin White fits the same thing. Kevin White was jacked. He looked great. Right. Super fast. What has he done? Nada. But, I not mean, that a, was injured. I mean, that was... I don't, people keep talking well, he was this injured, that injured. I don't give a rat's behind how injured you are, okay? You've been in the NFL for four years. Get together, all right? For me, DK, Matt Gaff, we mentioned before, how many guys come out here with limited tape and all of a sudden just kill it the NFL? Almost nobody, right? Not many. I don't want to go... I don't care if you could run 4-3-3 and you're a monster and 6-foot-3, 228 pounds. I don't, I don't care, all right? I want somebody who can run really good routes that can get open and catch the football and be successful there. If you could run really fast and run straight and jump over guys and catch footballs. Okay. That's good. But most NFL throws don't even pass 20 yards in the first place for most of them, a majority, almost all. Well, that's the thing.
1: I mean, is DJ Mac Metcalf just a go long, huge target that can get downfield and burn past people?
0: Yeah. That's, that's exactly what, he, what he, is.
1: he seems like to me.
0: That's what he is. That's what he is. That's I'm what not- he
1: seems like when you, I, I haven't watched all of his games, but it seems like that's all of his plays. Like most of his plays, big plays are just, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go deep. You chuck me the ball.
0: You can watch all of DK Metcalf's tape in twenty minutes. Yeah, all of it, and he's only had like sixty something receptions. You know, big touchdown. But again, a guy like him. First of all, he's not even the number one receiver on his team. That goes to AJ Brown, right? I'd rather have AJ Brown than DK Metcalf
1: personally. I think, I think I would also. To be when honest. you
0: when you take a like when you're when you draft a guy like DK Metcalf on your dynasty team, you're taking a huge. Risk and where you're going to take him, okay. Your team is not that good, all right. Let's face the facts. Are you in position to gamble that much on your future on a guy like TK Metcalf? I'm not like I'm not, I don't think I feel that comfortable taking a guy like TK Metcalf until one seven, maybe, but not even then. Like, I would convince myself not to take like I would rather just take Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, AJ Brown. Hakeem Butler, Keneal Harry. Uh, Honestly, I would rather probably just take Paris Campbell. But he's a risk, too, so maybe not. Okay, maybe not that crazy. But DK Metcalf is a huge risk. And every year, so, Matt, every year there's a guy that everybody loves that we tell you not to take. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Right. Is DK Metcalf the guy everybody loves that you shouldn't take?
1: Yes. I, I kind of so, agree. I think so.
0: And th- know what's funny about the guy that we usually, like the guy that we always say you should never take, we usually both come to an agreement. Like there's always guys like I like that you don't like or you like that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But there's always that one guy we both agree upon that, that you probably shouldn't take. Everyone's just a little too high on. Which we don't, like he's going to go higher than we pick anyway, so it's not end of the world. But like I just hope I don't get in that position where like I have to take him. You know what I mean? Like, um, what's it? Doriel Green Beckham, right? When he falls you at 112, he's like, I got to take him.
1: I had to take him that year.
0: Yeah, you know, I got to take him.
1: That was so unfortunate because I took
0: him. And DK Metcalf falls in that category. Now, is there a chance that DK Metcalf is going to be good? Of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. He's a freak. Could he be really good? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I would say the odds of DK Metcalf being really good, to me, are about 30%.
1: I'll give him 40. I think because the athleticism, the freak size, if that guy can actually become flexible and get in and out of breaks and learn how to be a wide receiver other than just go along and chuck me the ball. Hey, Devin Funchess. Like, he could be amazing because he is – a physical freak, like we haven't seen a guy that was that big and that could run that fast since, like, Calvin David Johnson, David Boston, Cal, okay. Calvin, Calvin Johnson, I mean, okay. he was the most recent guy, there. yeah. But I think Calvin Johnson was a better wide receiver, obviously. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's,
0: all these other guys you want to make comparison to all have better tape. Like right. is, the problem here is he has a limit. So, D, DK Metcalf had good tape, a lot of tape, and then nose number. okay, yeah, he's got a short shuttle, but I've seen him do it even on his tape. All his routes are go routes, you know. What I mean, so it's like. You're starting from scratch with this guy to get him, just to even see if he can do it. You know, what I mean, it's not even like we don't know if he can do it. And right now, all his combine testing tells us. So the testing tells us he can't do it, right? At least right now, that's what tells us right now. So he has to be, he has to be reworked into becoming a wide receiver. Because right now, all he is is a freak athlete. That right. is it. Then catch a football. And again, Matt, how I've just out of doing this for this long and watching guys come and go. You know, maybe not as big as him, but athletes like him that we kind of describe that are just kind of like go-route receivers. Almost 95%, 90% of those guys never pan out. And DK Metcalf, if he's just okay in what he does now, he's not really going to be a great fantasy player.
1: So ask me how many tight ends ran a slower three-cone than him.
0: Uh, I would guess Six. Two, two, okay,
1: two ran a slower three cone than him. Isaac Nada, uh huh, Nada and bunch of Zach turds. and Zach Gentry at, at six foot eight and a half
0: or whatever the hell he was. Yeah, those guys are off the board for me altogether. Isaac Nada of Georgia,
1: four nine forty.
0: Yep, and Zach Gentry at four nine forty two. Four too. nine. He's like six foot nine. So those
1: guys are the guys that ran slower three cones than DK Metcalf.
0: Here's what I would do. If I'm on the board, one, I'm taking. Again, here's the guys I'm for sure taking over. DK Metcalf, 100. Doesn't no matter where they go.
1: Who ran a slower 20? How many? How many ran a slower 20 yard? Two. Two. Two.
0: Yeah, he's Z- not agile. Zach
1: Gentry, not agile. Gentry and another, you know, Keenan, Keenan Brown.
0: Let's break it down just to facts here, mm-hmm. and let's make it real simple for everybody. DK Metcalf, really big, athletic, crazy freak, super fast, tall, big, not agile. Not a good route runner, uh, really stiff, kind of in the hips, right? Definitely. That's a, that's a simple yep. fact of it. Yep. Okay, most of those guys don't pan out. It's that simple. The odd, if you go with odds, which is what I love to do, I love to gamble on odds here. Right. right. Odds are, it's not going to work out for your dynasty team. Just the odds are. Um, you can bet double zero at the roulette wheel. It's going to hit. Sometimes you hit twice in a row. That's true. Doesn't make us wrong here about just passing up on them. It's about. Just taking the better odds, right? So if you drafted a guy like, say I would take Hakeem Butler over DK Metcalf 10 out of 10 times. If DK Metcalf misses, right, or or Hakeem Butler misses and DK Metcalf hits, then that doesn't mean I was terribly wrong. It's like if you were playing poker and you went all in on aces, right, and somebody beats you with 10 jacks suited, Right. right? You still made the right play. It's just it didn't work out for you at the end, you know, on and this, and this one hand. But most of the times you're going to win that hand. So for me, DK Metcalf, I'm not putting my chips on it. I would rather – so say I sit at one – say we sit at one-three. Say goes Josh Jacobs, Nikhil Harry, Hakeem Butler, and I'm looking, you know, or say I've at one-four, you know, and then goes A.J. Brown, uh, and I hear it's DK Metcalf on the board. And it's like, okay, he went number 11 overall in the draft, somewhere around there, you know, t- real high. Right people that aren't really into it are going to go off the nfl draft they really want dkmf on their team i'm getting out of that pick like i'm not under no circumstance i'm it, pretty much under no circumstance i'm going to take a metcalf here i'm going to sell on that juice of metcalf and i'm going to move either out of that pick altogether for a player or i'm going to move back in the draft to like if i'm at one four and somebody's like oh, okay dude dk metcalf's on the board here stud athletic freak got guy ran a four threes bigger than the incredible hulk who wants him if I can move back to one seven and pick up that person second, or more more so, if pick, I can move back to one seven and pick 20, up a twenty twenty second. Yeah, twenty twenty. I am all yeah. over that, man. All over that. So DK DK Mackett for me this year early in the process is the guy that I am completely out for on. Just out.
1: It's early. Um, but I also I'm getting there. I'm not I'm not hopping on this this hype train. I don't like his movement skills. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into all of his tape and see if there's anything there that that lends me to believe that, hey, this guy's gonna get better at running routes. But to me, right now, my early version of what I have in my head for DJ Metcalf is a go long, throw it up. I'm big, I'm strong, I'm just gonna make forty, fifty yard catches look easy. Which yeah. which I mean it happens in the NFL, but it's not like it's hard to rely on that
0: weekend and week out 100% he he, he falls in a category help nfl team potentially but not really over like he's not he, odds are he's not going to take your dynasty team to the next level when you're picking that high you're looking for somebody to take your team to the next level
1: you're looking for a guy that's going to get you 1400 yards and you know 75 catches or something shit like, just
0: give me 1000 yards dude
1: um well that early in the draft that you should expect to get somebody that's, that's oh in that the nfl
0: good. draft yeah i'm talking about your dynasty draft
1: I'm talking about your dynasty draft too. I oh, mean, if well, you're, picking, excuse me. you're, you're picking second or third, like you're a pretty crappy team, you need you need a difference maker, and you're you're going to be drafting DK Metcalf, hoping for that. I'm just not sure that's what he is.
0: You know, before we go on a couple of those guys, I want to mention some of the guys that are already at top of the class that we don't need to dwell on yet. You know, AJ Brown tested really well, six foot, 226 pounds, ran a 4:49, really good. Mm-hmm. Hakeem Butler, six foot five and three, it's almost six 228 pounds, ran a 4:49. Four four eight. Four four eight. Yep, that's what I had. Right. That is crazy good for his size.
1: That is I mean, really outstanding.
0: His wingspan is bigger than a pterodactyl.
1: Eighty three and seven eighths inches. Say it again. Eighty
0: three and seven eighths inches. This dude is gonna catch everything. Well, his hands are some of his question mark, but I like dude, I like Hakeem Butler a lot.
1: Ten and three quarter inch hands, by the way.
0: I like him a lot. hmm A lot like I wanna see where he
1: lands. And the thing is, I'm not even when I first heard of, of Butler, it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, six foot one of these six foot six wide receivers. I wanna see how he moves. And when you see him on tape, he moves pretty fluidly and he runs pretty fast. So I really wasn't that surprised by the four four eight, to be honest with you. I was I was happy that he did it, but I wasn't like super duper surprised by
0: it. I was I thought he was gonna be closer to like low four fives. That's okay. what I thought. Well that's I mean you're splitting hairs. I am, but still, honest. it's still. I mean, you're splitting hairs between four, or six, or four. I mean, it's all. Right. You know what I mean, what's the difference between a four, three, and a four-four? Then you know, what I mean? it's all relative. So, but to me, I mean, Hakeem Butler made some crazy good catches too. He like, really did. that one, I retweeted way earlier in the year when he jumped up super high and made that one really good, like Te'Andre Hopkins one-handed catch.
1: And that goes back to the ten and three-quarter-inch hands, man. That those are monster mitts. Dude, he's got. Are, um, are my nipples hard right now? Uh, I I I plead the
0: fifth. Man. I get excited talking about Hakeem uh, Butler. Like it's. <laughs> Like I love Camille Harry, and but I mean Butler, I think he's. So I had Kelvin Harmon as my n- number two receiver. Okay. I think I'm ready to bump Hakeem Butler as my number two receiver, then Kelvin Harmon. But then again, I can see AJ Brown surpassing Harmon too. We'll see when I get in the receiver help tape. But those are really good numbers for Hakeem Butler, Camille Harry, thirty and a half inch vert, sick. We mentioned his combine bench press, twenty seven reps, twenty
1: seven reps, yeah,
0: record there at the combine with. Zeus himself, DK Metcalf, he ran a four five three, really good speed.
1: Very good, very good for for a guy six his, foot two, uh, two twenty yeah. um, twenty seven inch vert or twenty seven bench press, thirty eight and a half inch vert. So that yeah. so so nice numbers coming out. Of, uh,
0: oh, there goes the other nipple,
1: <laughs> Nikhil Harry. I would have liked to another guy that I would have liked to have seen the agility drills. So you know we're gonna have to wait and see on those. But
0: he's my he's my number one receiver right now. Going as this. I say, he looked.
1: Really good in all the drills
0: that I saw him.
1: Catching the ball, just running routes and stuff like that. He's, an, he's a guy that can actually move and seems to have functional speed when you watch
0: him. He looks like a number one receiver. He does look like a one rece- number one receiver. So he, to me, to me right now, it's a race between Josh Jacobs if and Keneal Harry.
1: If I'm sitting there at three, and I am sitting there at three in one league, I got my fingers crossed that whoever is ahead of me bites the cheese on DK Metcalf, and then the other person goes Josh Jacobs, so I can have Kanile Harry because I or Nikhil Harry because I really need a wide receiver in that league.
0: I would move up for him, like he's yeah, yeah, he's cause he's literally right now it's one A and one B with Jacobs and Harry, so it's gonna fall in the category. Do I need a receiver or do I need a running back? And the choice is simple. That's what it comes down to me for one one. Right. Kelvin um, Harmon again, six foot two, two twenty one. He tweeted out today, "Hey, speed's never or never yesterday. been the
1: fastest guy on the on the um on
0: but I, the field, but I'm a good football player, right? You know what?"
1: But I'm always one of the best. I think is what yeah. he said, and he's right. Yeah,
0: he never came off the. T- His tape doesn't show he's super fast, but he's a really good receiver.
1: And that's why when I initially watched him, I was like, "Listen, this guy looks like an Anquan Bolden type. Like he's and it turns out he's six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds. He's not super fast. Catches a lot of stuff. Is just a big physical wide receiver who can, who's you know catches catches balls. Really like him nice. a lot. Me too. So, so far.
0: And then um another guy Andy Isabella uh, ran a four three one five foot nine hundred eighty eight pounds real small guy who can get out of his brakes really quick, super fast.
1: He's one of these guys that went sub 7 on on the 3 cone, 6.95 and a, and a 4.15 in the 20 yard. So not only is he fast in a straight line, but he's got some functional speed, which is something, you know, you you heard down at the um the senior bowl as well that he looked really
0: good there. Falls in the category of like would be great in New England, you know what I mean? Like one of those players. I think
1: I think he's more than that. I, I think that's pigeonholing him a little bit to be honest.
0: Um we for printing a team that utilizes a player like that really well, like a scheme fit really well. Not sure. saying they didn't play, but like not every team utilizes those players correctly. I agree with that. Um, yeah. There's the other players here that, you know, obviously Paris Campbell, you know, remember when we did our way too early rookie draft, mock draft podcast, like, and I, I had Paris like. Campbell in the first round. I was like, I'm going to leave him here for now. He'll probably fall out of the first round. This combine here showed me that he's not going to fall in my first round. Uh, he showed me some things at the combine. I really liked Not only did he run a 4.31, which is the fastest time there with Isabella at the 40, sick, right? Mm -hmm. Six foot, 205 pounds. So Isabella, five foot, 988, runs a 4.31. Campbell, six foot, 205 pounds, runs a 4.31. Yep. Speed is, everybody knew he was going to be a speed guy, right? Yep. Uh, Didn't do a three cone, but did run a 4.03 short shuttle.
1: So very nice change of direction as well. Amazing. Yep.
0: And then his gauntlet. Look good.
1: It did look good. I saw that one.
0: And on the field with the quarterbacks, he was tracking the ball really, really well.
1: Yeah, and you're watching. You're watching it with your eyes, and then you you hear guys like Steve Smith even make comments about how he's just he's getting out of in you know, breaks. He looks much more natural than he would have thought. Um, and, and he was catching everything. He looked. He looked more like a wide receiver than I remember, like Curtis Samuel last year, where it was kind of like where the hell is this guy going to be? Tweener, yeah. He's like more of a tweener. Curtis Samuel. Um, Paris Campbell. Curtis Samuel was, to me, a running back playing wide receiver. Paris Campbell is a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, and and I know, you like I said, do you take DK Metcalf over Campbell on the ceiling? Yeah, but I feel like the much safer picker is Campbell. That's why it's like, ah, oh, I'll just take Campbell. Campbell, to me, can fall literally right into the lines of is his college teammate. Michael Thomas, where everybody same thing kind of slept on Michael Thomas, and when during the rookie draft, Thomas was going one seven, one eight, right around there. Oh yeah,
1: he was going, he was going back into the first round. And this sure.
0: is where Campbell's going to go, yep. anywhere from one eight to probably in your second round. To me, this is a guy that's going to make a championship caliber dynasty team even better. He is somebody that's going to be a really solid NFL receiver. Like his floor to me is really low, mm-hmm. right, and his ceiling could be through the roof. To so, me,
1: yeah, that I mean, that's the very definition of, of a nice, safe pick yeah. with high upside as well. So that's nice.
0: And this is a player like I'm, like if I sit. So for example, like if I sat at two one, I had a terrible team. I took Josh Jacobs one, a player I'd consider if he starts to fall in jump. some rookie drafts. Will jump up. I consider it to move up for right? right, like Paris Campbell a lot. Liked him a lot going into it, right. Mm-hmm. You know, without watching tape, because I'm and the crazy thing I'm is, biased. I watched him in his entire career at Ohio State. That's why he was in my first-round rookie draft anyways. Right.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the crazy thing is in areas not around us where we are in obvious Buckeye Nation and Buckeye Land, I think a guy like, you know, Paris Campbell, he, he might slip due to the fact that there's some tight ends getting bumped in there. There's always going to be a few running backs getting pushed up that don't really deserve to be there. Might he just fall to the person sitting there at 2-1? I mean, I think he's right on the border of of, of that.
0: Very good chance he can because, yeah. like you said, Fant, Hawkinson have a good chance to go ahead of him. Irv. I don't – we'll see with Irv where he gets drafted, but he's – Irv's right around that Campbell territory. Absolutely. But let's just say for sure, you know, Hawkinson and Fant, right? Right. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. There's – David Montgomery, most likely. Right. Another running back is going to sneak ahead of him for sure. Henderson it's, or somebody. Somebody's like going somebody's sure. going that's five, right?
1: And that's before you even get to the wide
0: receivers. So that's at five. Right. Then we have Keneal Harry. Right. AJ Brown. Right. Uh Hakeem Butler. Right. DK Metcalf. Right. So what are we at? Ten?
1: Yeah, we're getting there. Yep.
0: So there we go. Yep. I mean, just off the chart. Just right now, if you just took all these those guys are ahead of them right Riley
1: now. Riley Ridley, I mean,
0: Oh, Riley Ridley really had a terrible, terrible, terrible combine.
1: I know. I don't think he was that
0: bad. Okay, not terrible, but I don't know. I wasn't really big, huge on Riley Ridley as it was just on the limited stuff I've seen. So, like, the combine didn't show anything. Maybe go, ooh, ah, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I don't know.
1: You think there aren't there aren't going to people people drooling over the fact that he's you know Calvin Ridley's younger brother and and just take him on name value alone? And he and... kind
0: of looks like Devontae Adams a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what does uh, he? I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, but there's names like that, right? Sure. So, yeah, Campbell's somebody Somebody's going to get a steal in Campbell. Yeah, absolutely. He's somebody that I would look – if he fall – say he does fall like to 112, Mm -hmm. 2-1, I'm looking in all my leagues to potentially make a move here. Right. But let's talk about another guy who's his teammate. Oh. Terry Uh McLaurin. Now, Terry McLaurin pops off because we've mentioned him a lot during the Senior Bowl.
1: Right, he he jumped off the map there. That's really where he he got his name out there a lot. Yeah.
0: Had an amazing Senior Bowl. Yep, somebody that plays really really good special teams comes in a combine. Six foot, two hundred eight pounds. What did he run?
1: A four three five.
0: Matt, what, what was his three cone?
1: Um, his three cone was seven point oh one.
0: And what was his short shuttle? Four point one five.
1: These are elite movement what,
0: skills. What, what was his uh, vert?
1: 37 and a half
0: And his broad jump? Uh,
1: 125 inches.
0: Matt, is Terry McLaurin an explosive athlete? A very explosive athlete. Who can run
1: routes? And uh, he did 18 bench press reps. So, yeah, he's an all-around explosive guy who runs nice routes. They were on display down at the Senior Bowl. Everyone loved him. He plays special teams. He's like a gunner on the punt teams and stuff like that. He is just an all-around football player.
0: He's a, And remember what I said earlier about DK Metcalf? You have the athletes, I'll take the football players? Exactly. That's Terry McLaurin.
1: Terry McLaurin to me falls more into the Michael Thomas mold for just being an underutilized Ohio State wide receiver. Because I mean, I think I think Ohio State's offense tried to at least showcase Paris Campbell a little bit. And
0: then KJ Hill had a really good year. Right.
1: Whereas in Terry McLaurin is just this really good athlete and and for all intents is purposes, a really good wide receiver. Just how many ball bo- I mean, how there's just so many balls there's only one ball there's you know there's so many players that have skill on that team that it's hard and some guys get kind of shunted over to the side a little bit and just get spread out over all these good players
0: somebody's gonna get terry McLaurin in the middle most likely the middle if we have anything to say about it it's gonna be the very least the little if i have anything to say about the middle of the second round right of your rookie draft with the potential go a little bit later somebody's gonna get a goddamn good football player yep right Really good footballer. Remember, like, Diggs fell, you know, really good athlete, real explosive numbers, but more of like off field things. And he kind of fell like late second, third round of rookie drafts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Terry McLaurin's going to fall. He's going to be a mid round, second round pick in this rookie draft. Third round, you know, late second, not going to make it to the third for sure. He goes back to, again, you mentioned like a guy like Mucket Time. To me, this is somebody when we look back four years from, like, dude, I can't believe I got Terry McLaurin in the second round. Where again, a real safe football player, mm-hmm. something that's going to be, you know, the potential to be a good wide receiver two on your team, but maybe as floor like he one of those guys that's like a really solid wide receiver three for a while for a long on your time. dynasty right.
1: team. I could definitely see that.
0: And a guy that if you get somebody like down your, you know, so you start week in week out in the second round of your dynasty draft, circle Terry McLaren's name. Yep. If you get a mid-range to second round. You know, mid to late second round pick, and he's there. This is a guy that you should absolutely take, hundred percent. He's on. He's done nothing since he, you know, left Ohio State and declared, but increases stock dramatically.
1: I totally agree with that. Yep.
0: Um, Let's talk about a couple more receivers here before we get to tight ends, and we can get out of here. It's a little longer of a podcast. Two guys here that really helped their day. At the three guys, because one guy you want to talk about, too, Hunter Renfro, Um, again Hunter Renfro. Super small hands. Always got open at Clemson. Always caught everything with small hands. What did you do to combine?
1: Um, caught everything. Um, ran better than expected. He's an enigma to me. Yeah. So he ran a 4.59. Um, he had a massive seven bench press reps, which which looking at the guy, you can tell why. But um, 35-inch bird. Did his fingers
0: get around the whole bar?
1: Um, I think so. Barely. But, I mean, look at the three-cone. I mean, ridiculous three-cone. 6.8. Whew. I mean that's that's getting in and out of your breaks, man, and then and then four point one nine in in the twenty yards. So this is a guy that's definitely quicker than fast, and for all that we've made fun of him for the seven and seven eighths inch hands, he, it doesn't show up. You know what I mean? He catches the ball really naturally. Catches everything. He ca- Yeah. So it's it's fine to make fun of a guy or whatever, but he actually it's one of those things that he's overcome. You know what I mean? It's not an issue. So Hunter Renfro, I think I think he did good things for himself.
0: He's an enigma. He is an enigma. That you'll be able to get in a third round of your rookie draft. And that's a good gamble on Hunter Renfro.
1: I would definitely take that gamble as well.
0: Um couple of guys that really helped their stock here. That let's, let's get let's talk about some bigger guys here. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Hall out of Missouri, six foot two, two hundred and one pounds, ran a four three nine. Whoa. You know, solid routes on this guy so far. Really good deep threat, obviously with that speed. Didn't do any agility testing, but did have a forty three and a half inch vert. Um, which Wait. was top three. Yeah, I was gonna say,
1: don't gloss over. That's 43 and a half inch vertical.
0: That's like top three all time. Right. Um, 11 foot, nine inch broad jump.
1: 141 inches. Yeah. So that's, that's far. That's ridiculous, man.
0: So this guy is like, again, He. so here we go. So why take DK Metcalf, right, at three when you get like Emmanuel Hall later, which again, he's he's six foot two, Metcalf six foot three. He runs a 4.39. Metcalf ran a 4.33. This guy's a really good deep threat, too.
1: Well, I mean, you're making like the exact point that I was going to make about our next guy, Miles Boykin, uh-huh. um, who's a, the wide receiver out of Notre Dame. Six foot four, 220 pounds. Also a freakishly huge wingspan of 81 and 3-8 inches. Wow. Ran a 4.42. Really great number at that size.
0: Amazing number at that size.
1: 43 and a half inch vertical. 140-inch broad jump, and then check out the three-cone, 6.77.
0: The best at the combine at the receiver position. And then
1: 4.07 on the 20-yard shuttle. So this is a guy that actually gross, has the the change of direction skills that match up with his straight-line speed. So this is a guy that can actually move in and out of brakes. Um, so a guy that really was way off my radar until this performance. So I'm looking forward to digging in on the tape on this guy.
0: goes back to when everybody was taking Jamal Williams real high, and I said, why would you take Jamal Williams Where you just take Aaron Jones later? Right. Why would you take DK Metcalf Metcalf if you're going to gamble? And you take Miles Boykin in the second round and gamble. Right. If you're going to gamble, why?
1: I would rather have the guy that doesn't have the extra eight pounds of pure muscle but can actually move. You know what I 6.773 mean? Six
0: point seven seven three cone, Matt. Yeah. The best amongst all receivers at six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds.
1: And he's a guy that looked like a wide receiver running around. Do you know what I mean?
0: yeah he's six foot four and two hundred and twenty pounds. ran a six point seven seven three cone and a four four two forty.
1: And you you saw him in drills, and he looked natural. He looked. DK Metcalf just looks tight and rocked up, like he can barely like move anything. Man, like the guy just looks. Everyone else sees that and drools for whatever reason. I see that and go, that guy's not a freaking wide receiver. He looks like a bodybuilder trying to catch passes.
0: Yes. So here's it's, it's, again, some people go like, oh, well, how do you guys, how do you guys like hit so much on your podcast? When people are like, oh, how do you guys like do the tape? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Other people don't. Sometimes it's just clear as day. Why gamble on DK Metcalf I don't know. when you could take somebody a lot safer, like a guy like Keneal Harry? Or Hakeem Butler and AJ Brown, and then just gamble on Miles Boykin later. Right. And then if, the, if that gamble does pay off, now instead of having one guy, you know, you got two, you have two. Right. Instead of taking a guy like DK Metcalf and Miles Boykin, and yeah, maybe they like both pan out, and then you're really loaded at two amazing athletes. But like, if I pick that high, I like to be a little bit safer with my picks. You know what I mean? And then if I'm a gamble, I love to gamble on the second round where somebody slips a little bit, and a guy like Miles Boykin.
1: I'm with you, man. I don't so,
0: know. let's move on to some tight ends. Call us crazy. But yeah, Great. let's do it. You crazy? <laughs> um, oh yeah, Boykins out of Notre Dame. If right. anybody's, no, I, I mentioned that. Yeah. But those numbers are sick. Um, let's talk about some tight ends. We can be a little bit quick here. So, obviously our top two tight ends we mentioned before: Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson. Fant destroyed the combine. He was he was number one in the forty, number one in the broad jump, number one in the three cone, number one in the vert. He was even number one in the sixty yard short, uh, 60, shard, sixty yard shuttle. Six foot four, 249 pounds, ran a four, five, oh, 40. Uh, 6.81 cone, great, 4.2 awesome. yep. shuttle, great.
1: Yeah, especially at that um, size, that's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: six foot two, four, 249, ran a four, five, oh, gross me out. I tweet out, like, you're gonna take two Iowa tight ends in the first round of your rookie draft.
1: Yeah, well, so, you should.
0: Some dude tweeted at me, he's like, Who takes rookies in the first round of their rookie draft? I don't know, good dynasty players, tight ends, you mean, tight ends, yeah. yeah. Good dynasty players take good hands. I don't know, sir. You're talking about a position that's lacking with elite talent that gives you complete edge over your opponents. Hell yeah, I'm taking Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson. I don't care if I got George Kittle on my team already. I'm taking it. That is terrific trade value. Right now, if you have George Kittle, if you have Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey,
1: you can get the sky the moon and their firstborn baby.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you have to package those guys with somebody to kind of offset a team like that, but like, you know, you can give George Kittle and like, you know, Mark Ingram and get something really good in return. Oh yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's why you go back. You take the best players available, you know. If it's really close and you you're low at tight end, then you yeah, you could take a guy like Paris Campbell over him if you're mm-hmm. desperate at receiver, it's not the end of the world, but to me, let's see where they land. I tweeted out earlier TJ Hawkinson, his teammate, six foot five, two hundred fifty-one pounds, four seven forty, seven 02, 3 cone,
1: very nice, pretty, pretty good, four
0: point one eight short shuttle, which is even quicker than uh, fans, which shows like his short area speed is, and, that, and that's what terrific. it is. And
1: he's and he's the guy that had the better all around numbers as well as far as statistics. Yes. So I mean, you know, obviously fans coming into the combine, he's blowing it away. He's a better athlete, you know, um, but TJ Hawkinson has got he's better blocking. And he's got the better all-around um, route running tree. S- route running tree, and it's just the stats. I mean, he's got the stats, and and that's the thing, where in the past it was it was um, Evan Ingram, who oh I was you know up on a soapbox about hey this guy's got the he's got the actual stats, where this one's kind of weird because. Fant is the better athlete, you know. Almost just like an Evan Ingram, he's almost an Evan Ingram clone type of guy. Where they're a little bit smaller, they're they're more athletic.
0: They're a big, they're a receiver playing the tight end position.
1: Exactly, um, but for whatever reason, T.J. Hawkinson got more of the passes, more of the stats. So it's a, it's a bit of an enigma this year. Fant you know? will probably
0: get drafted higher than Hawkinson. I would think most likely. And, and um, yeah. I will say this too: somebody somebody direct messaged me, uh, and, he, and he wrote. For take this for what it is, but he's like, hey, man, I'm a really big fan of your, fan of your podcast, but just to like give you a heads up from somebody that goes to Iowa and somebody knows the inner circle of Noah Fant, like I would stay away from him just saying it's not good. Okay, so Take that for whatever it's worth. But just inside – I won't even call it – it's just somebody who follows the podcast, who's a fan, who goes to Iowa, and it, that's what they said. Right. And he knows his inner circle. I'm not going to really pay too much attention to that. But um, I did also say, like, dude, if TJ Hawkinson got drafted like – New England in the first round I'm taking them one four. I have no problem with it I mean that
1: that's obviously the ideal situation
0: no fan goes to Green Bay you like that no fan goes to New Orleans I, I would really love that yeah right yeah. those those are teams that really get the juices flowing right right well like, I don't know
1: when I mean, Green Bay seems like so iffy when when was the last time a tight end like really succeeded there
0: uh exactly Um, Bubba Franks
1: right it was Bubba Bubba Franks how
0: long ago was that (laughs) a long time ago 1996 yeah I had Uh him I
1: had him on my fantasy team it was amazing (laughs) loved Bubba Franks Um,
0: but these guys are both to me like Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama a little bit smaller for a tight end
1: yeah came in six foot uh, a little over six foot two
0: he's he's borderline he's he's gonna be a second round Rookie pick.
1: I think he is going to be a second round. No matter uh,
0: how we fit frame it, there's no way three tight ends are going in the first round. Even during the Evan Ingram, David Njoku, that great draft class, those guys were slipping to the late second, you know, early second round.
1: Right, and and this is a guy, um, well, well built. I mean, you know what I mean. Like I know he's a little bit shorter, but he has a really thick lower body, and and looks really good. And, and good athlete, man. Very good athlete for that. I mean, um, four point six three in the forty yard dash. I mean, three cone and the the twenty yard left a little bit to be desired, but these are like tight ends, so seven point three two and four point three three aren't terrible numbers either. So um, it's one of those things. Uh, liked what I saw. Looked natural catching the passes, um, which is obviously huge when you're when you're watching these guys um, at the combine. So one of these guys I look forward to digging into. I heard I heard commentary, you know, during the combine. You know, guys, just I mean, it's obviously like eight hours of talking, so um, guys are going to mess up. But he, they can like compared Irv Smith to OJ Howard in body type, and I was like, I, you couldn't find a bigger discrepancy in body types than Irv Smith and OJ Howard. So if anyone did catch that, um, they're wrong about that.
0: Speaking of OJ Howard, he's somebody off topic that I think I would try to overpay for before the season starts. I got I got, I got,
1: him in a trade um, that involved Travis Kelsey uh, where I was unloading, you know, basically re- retooling. You and, told
0: me I like that trade a lot. Yeah. But I feel like he's somebody that's going to take a really big step forward next year. Like I, really big.
1: I, that was like the big selling point in that trade. Obviously the guy that was, you know, trading away OJ Howard and getting Travis Kelsey is in a win now type of situation. But I think I mean obviously in, in two or three years down the line I'm
0: I'm definitely going to feel really good about that that whole situation. Travis Kelsey just said ankle surgery just to clean up too, but not right. a big deal. Um, but it's age as well. Uh, one more name just real quick here. Uh, that might not be on your radar at tight end. That should be possibly on your radar now after the combine. Foster Moreau out of LSU, six foot four, two hundred fifty three pounds. Ran a four six six forty, seven point one six three cone, really really nice. Four point one one short shuttle, really really nice. Thirty six and a half inch uh, vert 121 inch broad jump also had a really good senior bowl. nice explosive athlete for his size something to circle to monitor where he goes uh in the future
1: uh josh oliver i wanted to mention as well san jose state had a nice little combine as well so okay take a look at those numbers um we don't need to bore you with all of we'll
0: them. break them down as the rookie time gets here a little bit closer yep. um we'll maybe we'll, we'll probably have some news and notes to talk about mostly free agency next week in our combine and then that's it, Matt. We're going to get into the rookies. Start
1: digging in. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: so we might by then have something changed for NerdHerd members about some of the content you get here, uh, which is coming soon. It's just these—you know—our rankings aren't updated yet because our developers still working on that ranking system. So we're kind of our hands are tied. But our well, hands are tied at the moment. Hopefully soon, but I'm done saying soon. Um, in the meantime, we will have an extra podcast dropping this week, strictly on the new leagues that I came up with and created, Ooh. called Last Nerd Standing. Juicy. Uh all the details will be on the site soon. I'm just working on just basically just getting a graphic made by my boy Mark in Michigan. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, he does great graphics, and then we're going to get that up there. You'll be able to join the leagues on DynastyNerds.com. I don't know where it's going to be. I think it might be in a shop section. It might have its own little thing, but it's going to be Last Nerd Standing. All the rules that the league will be up soon. Matt, you know the rules. Does this sound intriguing to you?
1: It does sound intriguing, I can't rattle off all the rules. I don't have them memorized. Hence why I'm
0: doing a whole podcast right. on it. So will probably break do a, down. I'm going to promote the shit out of it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I'll break it down. It's going to be a good chance to get in these. I'm going to get in a lot of these leagues. Matt's probably going to get in a lot of these leagues as well. So sure. be a good chance to play versus us with uh, some really unique rules when it comes to Dynasty. Uh, so look for that to drop as soon as – if you're listening to saying Wednesday, it could be as soon as today. Um but in the meantime, if you want to talk Dynasty, rookies, or anything else, or tell us that we don't know what the hell we're talking about, you follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich.
1: I'm at Dynasty Matt.
0: You follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com every single day for our awesome writers content that comes on there. Oh, so much rookie stuff on there, man. It's tremendous. I love this time of year. Yeah, it's all free content. Jump on that stuff. Uh, make sure you join our Facebook group. If, if you Just join our group chat. You go to DynastyNerds.com, click that button. It's a fantastic way to talk to over almost 4,000 members now. In the community, Matt, I mean, talking about getting a, a, a really well-rounded opinion, and I love the fact that, you know, on there that it gives you an opportunity to post polls, you know what I mean, where you get tons of responses and comments on it. It's right. a really good community to be a part of. If you hate Facebook, I get it, but, you know, it's one good thing to use Facebook for. It's our group chat, and, of course, if you like this podcast or any of the podcasts we do, you know, leave us a rate and review on iTunes.
1: Rich, Rich loves them.
0: I do. We're at 741, babe. Oh. Yeah, only 59 more to go to the big 800.
1: I was oohing because you called
0: me babe. Yeah, you do. Know. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, So a lot of big things on the horizon here at Dysonerds.com. We have a lot of things in the bag here. Can't wait, Matt, for the last nerd stand in the launch. But uh, in the meantime, we'll be back next week with free agency. Maybe we'll know where uh, Antonio Brown's playing next and Le'Veon Bell. Ooh. Intriguing. Very intriguing. And having Coleman. Nice. Also intriguing.